open our eyes dear lord that we may see the wonders of your word amen today we are in second chronicles chapter 24 here we see joash repairing the temple and the apostasy or deflection of joash and finally his death in verse 1 we see joash was 7 years old when he became king and he reigned 40 years in jerusalem Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada the priest. So it indirectly means that Joash did not do what was right in the sight of the Lord after Jehoiada the priest died. So verse 4 we read Joash set his heart on repairing the house of the Lord. He gathered the priests the Levites and said to them go out into the cities of Judah and gather from Israel money to repair the house of God Notice how it says Joash set his heart This indicates that his heart was right in the eyes of the Lord that his heart longed for the temple of the Lord just like his father David Just like David, King Joash understood that the temple of the Lord should not be neglected nor be despised because the security and the prosperity of the kingdom is directly tied to it. So thus we see all the kings who attempted to restore the temple of the Lord directly influenced the prosperity and the security of the kingdom. Similarly in our lives if we set our hearts on keeping the house of the Lord that is our bodies then we can directly see a huge difference in our prosperity and our security as well Ezra the chronicler notes however the levites did not do it quickly why they did not share a similar passion for the house of the lord this is very similar to the fact that there are still many workers in the god's kingdom even today who do not work quickly not knowing the limitations of time we are exhorted in the bible in ephesians chapter 5 verse 16 to redeem the time because the days are evil and again in colossians chapter 4 verse 5 as well to redeem is to buy up for ourselves to redeem it is to be quick in seizing the opportunity and not be slothful in business but be fervent in the spirit in serving the lord as we see in romans chapter 12 verse 11 redeeming the time is similar to how a real estate agent would immediately grab a particular deal and hold it so that he can sell it at a higher margin Similarly a Christian should have this special eagerness of spirit in the matter regarding the Lord's kingdom he must greedily watch for this opportunity that arises around him and grab it so that he can plant the seeds for the growth of his kingdom so king joash called jehoiada the chief priest and said to him why have you not required the levites to bring in from judah and from jerusalem the collection according to the commandment of moses the servant of the lord and of the assembly of israel for the tabernacle of witness so this shows that joash not only had a copy of the law of the lord but also read from it diligently and applied it in his time Similarly we the Christians have got our bible in our hands we ought to read from it 
we ought to act upon it and we ought to put it into practice in our daily lives it was this necessary in verse 7 we are told the sons of athaliah that wicked women had broken into the house of god and had also presented all the dedicated things of the house of the lord to the baals This is a deliberate attempt by Athaliah to undermine the temple of the Lord. The same thing happens even in the churches today. We hear of many scandals within the church in consideration with the accounts. These things not just rock the church but also prevents the church from furthering his kingdom. This brings the church to ill repute. among the various people of the world the church should model godly financial integrity as good stewards of god's resources as stewards we are to acknowledge the money and all of our resources do not belong to us but to the lord we will give an account to him of how we use the resources he entrusted to us both personally and as a church That's the reason the Bible talks about 500 verses on prayer, less than 500 verses on faith, but more than 2000 verses on money and possessions. The heart of the matter is this, money can become something that rules our lives, an idol of sorts. God's desire for us is to have life to the full, the abundant life. and he knows that worshiping money will keep us from that the most significant idol we'll face in our life is money as described in matthew chapter 6 verse 24 so coming back we see that king joash commanded that they make a chest and set it outside at the gate of the house of the lord and they made a proclamation to all of juda and jerusalem to bring to the lord the collection that moses had imposed on israel in the wilderness and immediately what happened all the people rejoiced brought their contributions because they understood that king joash was trying to repair the temple of the lord and they wanted to be a part of it and if we read further we see that there was so much money that they emptied the chest and returned it to the same place and the next day once again it filled up So day by day they gathered money in abundance. It is very much possible for the Lord God to do a miracle and make the temple back in its original shape, but he did not do that. Why? Because he wants his people willing to be stewards, a giving people. This very same idea is mentioned by Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7. He says so let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver we are to understand that we are stewards of the money that we are entrusted by God and God loves when we give out of cheerfulness to promote the work of the lord from king joash we learned that not only does god care about his people giving generously but also that their gifts should be used diligently and also be administered wisely in verses 15 and 16 we see the death of jehoiada the high priest he was 130 years old when he died he was unusually long lived this shows how he led a godly life and how god's mercy was upon him 
and how even until 130 years old he was guiding the king Joash and the whole of Judah to walk uprightly in the ways of the Lord. What a great legacy he left behind and what a great influence by such a single man, by just one man. We can really call him a one-man army. Ezekiel the prophet writes, I searched for a man among them to repair the wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. The Bible we read of many such one mans who stood before the Lord and interceded for his people. Jehoiada the high priest was one such man. Even today the Lord is looking for such one man who could stand before him and who would cry out, for the nations of the world. From verses 12 to 14, we read that they completed the repairs of the house of the Lord and restored the house of the Lord to its original condition and reinforced it. They had a lot of money left behind and from that they made articles for the house of the Lord and they offered burnt offerings in the house of the Lord continually all the days of Jehoiada. Now in verse 17, we read after the death of Jehoiada, Leaders of Judah came and bowed down to the king, and the king listened to them. These cunning leaders of Judah made obeisance to the king, and they altered his mind to bring back the idolatry of worshipping wooden images and idols. And therefore, God's wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem. Look at verse 19, one of the saddest verses. We see God sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord. And they testified against them, but they would not listen. The people did not pay heed to the words of the prophets. In verses 20 to 22, we read The Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada the priest, who stood above the people and said to them, Thus says the Lord, why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he also has forsaken you. The Spirit of the Lord came upon, that is, he clothed Zechariah. Ezra the chronicler notes, Because you have forsaken the Lord, he also has forsaken you. However, this line is not found in the record that we see in 2 Kings chapter 12. Ezra the chronicler was writing it because it was very relevant to the exiles who were returning back from Babylon. He was telling them that if you forsake the Lord, the Lord will once again forsake you. This is very apt for the New Testament believers, you and me as well. We are told by James in chapter 4 verse 8, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So they conspired against Zechariah and at the command of the king they stoned him. So you see, right from the king to the leaders to the common people were all together in the murder of Zechariah the priest. Thus Joash the king did not remember the kindness which Jehoiada his father had done to him but killed his son. You see once Jehoiada hit king Joash as a little boy and indeed he went on to become the king of Judah. But then in just a matter of 8 verses we see after the people having accorded great honor to him in verse 15 now we see that they killed his own son Zechariah. And Zechariah's final words as he died was the Lord look on it and repay. So Zechariah becomes the second martyr in the Bible. 
Even today there is religious persecution around the world. Many are being persecuted for the cause of Christ. Think about those Christians who are killed in their churches around the world simply because they choose to worship the Christ of the Bible. Real persecution is happening today. Pray for those who choose to take a stand for the cause of Christ and suffer because of it. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 verse 10, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 12, we are told by Paul, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Peter adds on to that by saying in 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 14 to 16, If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. Zechariah did not look for personal revenge but he was asking God to act according to his principles of justice and in verse 23 and 24 we see the Lord's judgment came upon Judah through the Syrians a small army of Syrians came look how it says the army of the Syrians came with a small company of men but the lord delivered a very great army into their hand because they had forsaken the lord god of their fathers and we read of joash's death in verse 25 we see that he was severely wounded and his own servants zabad the son of shimeath the ammonites and jehozabad the son of shimrith the moabites conspired against him and killed him Why was Ezra the chronicler writing that they were the son of an Ammonites and the son of a Moabites? Ezra wanted to show that the very same idolatry into which Joash fell was the very same one which had him finally killed as well. He was 7 years old when he became king and he ruled 41 years so he was just 48 years old when he died. If only he had not fallen into idolatry after Zehoida the high priest had died he would have ruled Judah for a long time to come and he would have been the very good king of Judah unfortunately he was not half the man that Zehoida was likewise a great beginning in our christian lives is no guarantee for a safe landing We might be protected by a very good person like Jehoiada who is constantly guiding us in the ways of the Lord but then we ought to make the choices for ourselves in our everyday lives and we need to stand firm till the very end Jesus reiterates this in Matthew chapter 24 verse 13 the one who perseveres to the end will be saved may God bless these words Amen. 